Anderson to go long inside forward 50. Rough hit the target. Gunston front and centre. Around the body snap from Jackie Boy. Jimmy Walker. The first game he's going to get a couple of touches in a row. Well played, young man. And he can link up again. He might get it back. Isaac Smith, though, he's sensing his second goal of the night. And he knows it. Well done, Isaac Smith. What a night he's had. And just bursts away. Two bounces. Sizes him up. And yes, please. So there's his son. Two good horse. 35-point winners. The Hawks reign supreme over the Saints in Tassie, a 35-point win propelling them back into the top four. But now the club has a huge fortnight ahead, starting with a big clash against old arch-rivals Essendon at the MCG. Naturally, we have plenty to get through this episode, so let's get down to business. Hello and welcome to the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club, the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason, and sitting across from me is a man that sent a perfectly reassuring message at halftime predicting with stunning accuracy just how Saturday night's game would play out. G'day, Tiz. Yeah, I had no doubts, halftime. You called it. You knew exactly how it was going to play out. St Kilda stopped. Yep, they were going to run out of legs and we are going to run over the top of them. And I wasn't sure. Blind face, mate. That's all it was. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're usually pretty good at reading the game. You read it on a different level to me, I think. The home ground advantage has to count for something, and St Kilda yeah. weren't getting any reward for their forward entries. So Before we get too stuck into the recap, I just want to say rate and review us on iTunes. 65 ratings now, Tiz. Yeah. People are hopping on board. It's great to see. We really appreciate every review and rating we get on iTunes. We also love people uh, hopping on board Twitter as well, at Pod. We've officially notched up over 800 followers. That's still climbing. It's great to see. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook uh, just by searching Hawk Talk Pod. And uh, Tiz, 89 defeated 54. It was a good win in the end. It didn't look like we were going to break the game open, but it was eventually in the last quarter, Hawthorne really put the sword to St Kilda. Yeah, it was very good to see. We uh, we went for the jugular at the end. And of course, in such a low scoring match like that, you get a lot of percentage. We picked up 5% just on that win, which yeah, will come was... in handy over the next couple of months, I think. Um, look, I guess big picture, sort of overview of the game. Um, the first quarter was forgettable. Pre- well, I don't know about that. I think we dominated and really had, should have had it sewn up by quarter time. Um, there wa- there what? wasn't much of a contest left if we had slotted some of those goals. <laughs> yeah, what did we kick? Three seven yeah, in the if, first quarter. Yeah, it, w- it was frustrating, and the Saints slowly crept up on us after that um, and cut the margin down, but. After that, we we sort of flicked the switch and ran away with it. Um, I don't think we should get a two. I don't think we should get too ahead of ourselves. We have to remember the kind of opposition we were playing, and frankly, the Saints were pretty awful. Isaac Smith was unbelievable. Well, yeah, I did want to move swiftly on. He Isaac was Smith's the difference. Game. Totally. Let's look at his numbers. 24 disposals at 91.7% efficiency is just nuts. Helps himself to four goals and a uh, goal of the year contender as well. Yeah, and they weren't easy goals either. Well, no. I, the thing about, on that one from in the square. But, yeah, I was going to say that goal of the year hard contender. Hard running. You, you bang on about how disciplined St Kilda were. He had the entire corridor for him, to himself for about 50 off metres. Off a turnover, yeah. Yeah, I know off a turnover, but... I mean, they had time to bring people into that corridor. If you watch the replay... But that's discipline. They run from, away from him. That's the discipline of the Hawthorne players. Because you've got to... See, the, the odds of Smithy kicking one from 50 are less than the odds of him <laughs> passing to someone 30 out. So that's why they keep running back, covering the I'd territory. Say, I'd say knowing Isaac Smith and what he can do from outside 50... But I'd imagine say... being a Hawthorne player and seeing <laughs> Isaac Smith running towards you and you have to run the other way to drag your St Kilda opponent with you. Yes, and it worked. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to run as quickly as Smithy's running. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> the other way, without the ball, knowing full well you're not ever going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pointless endeavour. <laughs> Just dragging defenders away. That's all you're good for in that moment. What is it? Um you suck them off. You suck them off. Suck yes. them off the contest. That's it. And there we go. We've got another explicit rating for this podcast. Well, like, I, I forget who bought uh, sucking a defender off the contest. Who bought that to the... What is in what the commentator? The encyclopedic commentary. <laughs> the vernacular. Yes. Okay. The vernacular. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I want to say Dwayne Russell. I want to say Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you kick him while he's down. I mean, hasn't yeah. he had enough this week? Yeah, no. And you I know he listens. I don't want to dirty my shoes. 
<laughs> it's going to be a weird one talking about Essendon later. We'll we'll, uh, we'll move on. We'll, we'll circle back around to Essendon for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, because we've got plenty to talk about in the preview of the game. Now, uh, let's talk about Tom Mitchell. I felt like the Saints briefly attempted a tag, and then I don't know if they got bored with it or Tom Mitchell just broke loose. Either way, he ended up with 45 touches and was easily the most prolific ball winner on the ground. So I don't know what, their, yeah, what the plan was. Yeah, he travelled at 66%. Oh, I'm not saying it was his uh, best game. Far from it. But nevertheless, he found the footy, you know, more times than anyone on the ground by a, by a long margin. Yeah, 45 times, and he was at 28 at half time. Yeah, and I think the next best uh, was a... Um, might have been a Saints player who collected 29. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a large gap. 29 to Jack Stephen and uh, and Ricky Henderson. And Ricky, all right. Yeah, Ricky. He came from, in for a bit of a, a stick on the uh, on the Twitter. He did, yeah. People he played very well. Yeah, I didn't think he was in our worst. And looking at the numbers now, definitely, uh, definitely Look not. at that, Harry with 25. You can't expect that, can you? Harry Morrison. Yeah. Yep. He uh, continues to impress. And Looks... his first goal. Oh, wasn't it a beauty? Did you expect him to kick that? Yeah, that's that's actually on record. I sent that tweet before he kicked. Oh, there we go. That's optimism. I, I, I was no like, idea. I reckon he's got this in his in his kit bag. Well, how about this for another quirk of commentary? Um, he has a long leg. Would you say that of Harry Morrison? Clearly, he has a long leg. <laughs> Not literally, obviously, but nudge, nudge, wink, wink. How's your father? <laughs> um. He, he's 25 touches, first goal for the club. Matt tweeted us at Hawk Talk Pod saying, I love the little gesture that uh, Gunner did to call all the boys over after realising it was his first goal. <laughs> yes. It did you see him give himself a sneaky little high five? Yeah, yeah, I think he liked it. Yeah. I don't think he uh, thought it was going to make the distance. But No, he's, yeah, he waited yeah. until he got the call. Yeah, got up. the call, had a bit of a smile to himself and he really lapped up the moment and then all the boys got around him, which was great. Um, Did you see that song? What song? That uh, Fitzy Fitzy wrote up about the oh, warpedo we'll that we haven't got to. Oh, yet. we'll get to warpedo. Do not think for one second, listeners. Jeez, what a lackluster bloody debut that oh. was! Oh. <laughs> Jeez, you got the listeners offside. Th- oh, look, here like comes here, here comes like oh, it's warpedo. Damn, no. Oh. <laughs> you know he's kidding, listeners. Warpedo, watch you would have got bored. Oh. oh. <laughs> Snorple. <laughs> I, I carried on like an idiot. I watched it with uh, my brother and my dad uh, at my brother's house, and I almost leapt up off the couch every time Warple even got near it, let alone get the ball, because it's something we built up over numerous weeks on the podcast. The Warpedo. The Warpedo. Hashtag Warple Watch. I guess the whole time in the back of my mind, there was this worry of... Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't deliver. <laughs> Maybe he won't live up to the hype. He is pick 40-something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but I'm glad to be sitting here today recording this, and, and I'm able to say that he kind of did. I was pretty so pleased were, with his game. What were his stats in the end? Uh, he was certainly not... Six, here we go. Six okay. kicks, seven handballs, 13 touches, five contested, eight uncontested, running at 84% disposal efficiency, one clanger, one mark, which was a lovely little mark, and then mm-hmm. turn and pass. Yep. That was his first touch, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. And that was contested. So, pretty good game. Do you want to hear from our listeners? We, we got a consensus over what they made of uh, Warple's debut. Heard from Jamil, who said, uh, cool, calm and collected. Lynn said he looked fairly poised and didn't shirk the contest. We heard from Aaron as well, who uh, assessed his game as he looked so strong around the contest. Aggression, but channeled aggression. Uh, Adrian, a sly reference to Sicily. <laughs> I, 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 I thought that was as well. So well done, Aaron. If that was the intent there, Adrian says a serviceable effort showed he is capable and will be hard to knock off the ball. Deserves another chance next week. And finally, we have Rowan at Hawk Talk Pod as well. Uh, if he goes on to live up to the hype, he'll be he'll be known as a midfield bull, otherwise a bullocking midfielder. There was a moment where I thought, oh, hang on, he's, take, he's bitten off more than he can chew here. He's got one yes. bloke hanging off him. I know exactly And he's the turned moment. around the wrong way from goal. <laughs> Come on, get rid of it, mate. And then he just stepped out of it, and I was like, yep. okay, right. No, you deserve your spot. There you go. Um, Lankford's disposal efficiency was up, and I'm not sure if they just didn't pick, kick, give it to the wrong guy. It was just that he looked like Langford he every looks time. Like he looks like we heard from Bob on Will Langford. Uh, Bob on Twitter, at Hawk Talk Pod, 
said that uh, he, he thought his decision-making and execution was quite good with ball in hand. And, I mean, usually I'm a staunch critic of Will Langford, but I have to agree, he, he played a bit above what we're used to seeing lately from his game. So his disposal efficiency, which is generally how we rate Will. Mm, certainly, yep. Is uh, 73 from last week, which is pretty damn good for Will. Two clangers. Yeah, that's well down on what he usually produces. And you kind of admired the, the grunts that he brought to the team on this occasion. Yes, that I, I said he brings something to the team. <laughs> that stirred that the pot a bit. That makes us better. <laughs> that really and stirred someone it. wrote back pot, uh, grunt, didn't they? Yes, that's what they wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> there were various responses. Six inside 50s from Will. Okay. One of which resulted in that tap down from uh, Ruffy. Oh, against yes. three St Kilda players. Oh, jeez, yeah. That was... How often did we see that happening? It reminded me of he us got... when the chips are down, he to be fa- honest. He, he felt a bit disinterested, Ruffy. Yeah, he was up and down. Because, well, you'd have to be. He's outnumbered every time he goes for the ball. Yeah. We really need a bigger body up there for him to play off. Mm. Um, apart from Tim. You mean O'Brien? Yes. Who was, again, fine. He sort of just blended into the background. Timmy. Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. You bring up uh, Timmy's 58% stats, 58% disposal efficiency. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. So and he, he didn't have too many. I think he had, what, like 12? 12. Oh, oh, there wow. we go. Wow. Bang, bang on, Chief. Off the top of my head. Pat myself on the back for that one. Half of those contested. So Okay, well... I didn't think he had a particularly good game or a particularly awful game. I'd it's agree just with that. that he makes it very hard to keep him in the side when he provides no cover for Ruff. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You're a big, you're a big um, Sean Makers uh, fan at this point. You want to, you want to see him come into the side. Am I, am I, I right do. in saying just that? Just for a bit of chop out there. Yep. And <clears throat> I'm thinking this week looks good in terms of the matchups. I guess on that, do you want to preview the uh, the game against Essendon? Although, although it is. Uh, played at the MCG. It's not actually our home game. I know it would be right for people to assume that, but no, Essendon are hosting but Hawthorne. But Eddie had. They wanted that to be their home. Can't they keep yeah, that as their home? Yeah, but money and, and bureaucracy and all not that Not winning stuff. a premiership since <laughs> they moved there? <laughs> Panning for comedy gold and uh, coming up with plenty. Um, well, Sicily is definitely going to be available after serving one week suspension uh, for his vicious... Cold-hearted stomp. Yes, they're still feeling the reverberations of that. <laughs> yeah, just everyone who thinks they might be able to come out from underneath their furniture, <laughs> the tremors haven't quite passed. So just yeah. maintain where you are. And thanks for listening. I appreciate you've made the effort. Um, and Shields as well is likely to overcome the injury concerns he's had that pushed him out of the side. So you would say, on the surface of it, at least two changes. Yeah, but who comes out? That, that is the thoroughly big winning side that looks so good all night. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, Again, on. I really want to bring us back down to earth. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Absolutely. I was being facetious. We looked, yep. We didn't look very good. We looked no. like we were going to struggle to win that match for large slices of it. Well, I mean, that's the funny thing, We were never it? headed. We always responded, but... Yeah. It's the we funny did thing. Not look great. That first quarter, that first quarter goes slightly differently, and the game's complexion completely changes. We would have looked a million bucks if they but, weren't the worst kicking team at goal in the league. Then we might have been in trouble. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, but I mean, again, if you take your chances in that first quarter, they yeah. never get back into it, and then it's game over. So, so I think we need a big thank you going out to Ben Dixon, who is their, <laughs> he's a, who's their goal kicking coach at the moment. He's a man on the inside. <laughs> Well done, Dicko. Yep. <laughs> and to think he gave away a sweet boundary riding gig for that. <laughs> Is that. Did he have to give that away? Well, I haven't heard him uh, since. Okay. So I would have thought uh, in the lineup to get dropped for Shields coming back in the side mm. were Cousins, Warple, or Langford. Yep. And you know I want to see Warple. Uh, I think Langford would be stiff to lose his spot. And Cousins, I might have seen enough of for now. Is that harsh? I wonder if listeners think that's harsh of me to say so. Cousins is Cousins fine. is doing very well. Yeah, you reckon he's doing very well? For a young player. I guess so. He's maybe not getting enough of it, but yeah. uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. He's only going to get better with more time there. Remember that, how that, long it took for Howe to look good? Yeah, that is true. I, I would say at this point, Cousins is um, running along satisfactorily. It's, yeah, he's, he's, I wouldn't he's, overstate it. Yeah, he's fine. Um 
And Sicily comes in for... Maybe it's time up for Mira at this point, do you think? No, probably not. No? Who who do you get rid of in that case? Burton. Yeah, you're still not sold on Burton this year. But wh- did you see him after halftime? Because I did not. No, that's a fair point. I'm going to have to agree with you there. And uh, I thought Impey was a bit... Like, he did a hell of a lot of pressure acts, but... Mm. Uh, Lucky to get that goal in the end. Wasn't that great, <laughs> Three that goal? Left. Oh, oh, much fun. Poor defending. Again, Timmy, I've got him written down as a as one that might be dropped. But, you know, Cousins might be rested. Yeah, possibly. That's that's all I'm thinking. Uh, Mirror or Cousins on the basis of just it's their time to be rested. We might see them drop out of the side. Um, but other than that, other than those two changes i don't know i'm I'm a little bit concerned and i know according to the media this week i shouldn't be um about danaher the height of uh essendon in general um yeah their attacking potency i think could. well they can put hooker up or back yeah uh they got um i just think they have to fire eventually who's the bloke in the pocket the one like james stewart right yeah from a wonderful life very good from gws sorry that's what i meant (laughs) From GWS, uh, and uh, he's another tall. Yeah. I, so they haven't. They rested Bell Chambers. They rested Myers on the weekend. Mm. Fantasia's coming up for a test, and they get back the biter, McKenna. Is uh, he already back, is he? Yeah. Geez, that time time flew past quickly. But they lost Green to a hammy right, and okay. Lewenberger to a suspension. Yes. Who could have imagined that Lewenberger would get killed in the ruck by <laughs> Maxi Gorn? Not yeah. having played for so long. Lewenberger. <laughs> I think we should be did you, all right you, covering. Did you see that when that bloke leaned over the fence? Yes, yeah. And yelled in the face of Max? It's, it's impossible to miss anything in the AFL these days. It's right, replayed a right, million times. All right. What happened at the end of the match when he left the stadium? The impression I was given is that he left shortly after the incident. Yep. And the police went and found him. Yep. And he was interviewed, apparently. This is on the rumour file on 3OW. Okay. With regard... To a car theft. No, surely not. Isn't that wonderful? No. <laughs> Obviously. What sort of dumbass? <laughs> well, you've dropped this like it's the little it's look so on your good. face. It's like. <laughs> What's, it's, could we find Essendon at a lower moment? <laughs> <laughs> it's not substantiated at all. You've, you've dropped this from the rumour file from 3AW. Well, I don't think they go with it unless they have sort of back up for it but I'm just referencing well, them I mean it's 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 plausible I guess maybe I mean it's plausible insofar as people steal cars we buried <laughs> for Essendon <laughs> yeah well well yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean th- that's kind of besides the point but yeah well the guy was upset exactly and, and maybe we in, should the heat, not, in the heat of passion he yeah, committed it yeah. maybe that's what happened that's yeah, plausible you're, you're right we should not be aligning or finding any links between Essendon and criminality it's, <laughs> it's it's a dankless task oh, here we go no no i don't want to go with it yet no. okay, okay, let's put that on ice i'll use that again later <laughs> Let, yeah let's uh let's put that simmering for a bit until it comes to a boil and we'll uh We'll cook something up with that later. Uh, we heard from Matt who asks, uh, do you think it's possible the extra height of Brand comes in to match up on Danaher? Are we finally going to get to see Brand? Probably not. We're looking for cohesion back there. We're going to stop making changes. Okay, so you reckon that's just going to solidify for, yeah. for the next little bit? Yeah. Probably is clearly the best to be selected back there. But what will be interesting is if Segler becomes available, do we keep running with Timmy O'Brien? Yeah, and- yeah. And then... Um, With the news that um, Segler returns to the VFL this weekend. That's right. Against Sandringham at Box Hill City Oval. Yeah, I still haven't seen him live this year. It's a bit frustrating, to be honest. Yeah, I, I would like and to I see him. And I won't be seeing them live this week. That's because right. Because we're playing at the G. At, at basically the same time. And I was similarly... Say, yes. The VFLW. The VFLW, yep. On, one, at the, on at the same time. And what, 1pm Sunday? Oh, is it Sunday? Yeah, no, it's, it's Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. I can go. Yes, no, I thought it was Saturday too. I thought it was all on at the same time. First, very first VFLW hit out is uh, Sunday 1pm at Windy Hill. Done. Yep, there you go. Lock that in. That's going to be good to see. We'll get to some of that VFLW news a bit later. But uh, So you reckon Brand's 
no chance this week as we as we look to shore up. Wouldn't have thought so. No, fair enough. Uh, Rowan tweeted, 186-centimetre mirror on 200-centimetre Joe Danaher would hark back to the days of Campbell Brown on Scott Lucas. I like it. Or <laughs> Mark Graham on everybody. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, those were the days. He is so underrated. He was very good for us. What we asked him to do, my goodness. Kind of reminds me in that sense of um, Kyle Chaney. <laughs> yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What's Kyle up to these days? Is Although he, it was a bit a... like Grimes on Mason Cox at the weekend. That was quite funny. Oh, right. <laughs> what, what is um, Kyle Chaney up to these days? Is he getting a regular Guernsey with Adelaide or no. can he not crack no, the No, they team? haven't had enough injuries yet, mate. <laughs> Few more hammies, and he might get a look. In. <laughs> oh dear! They, um, they keep keeping on there. Got some quality there in the twos. Should have picked them for grand final day. <laughs> yeah, I mean Richmond did the right thing and had a couple of players that played half less than of 10 them as seconds players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we heard from Toby as well via via Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, he said our starts this year have been very ordinary. This year we've had to chase teams, and that's the last thing we want to be doing. Uh, against well, we started well on the weekend. We just didn't kick oh, the goals. Yeah, it could have been better. could have been that fraction better. Now, a neat stat courtesy of the AFL's preview of the game that I found here, Tiz. Hawthorne is the most accurate team, funnily enough, after speaking about that dreadful first quarter in front of goal. Uh, they're the most accurate team kicking for goals so far in 2018, going at 56.1%. And uh, shoring that up, Luke Bruce has kicked 194 to yeah. date, and is placed third in the Coleman Medal after six second. rounds. Well, apparently, he's third according to this. Huh. This could be outdated for a while. It's I outdated. Know. He's second. Okay, there you go. Well, ben Brown's number one. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I would say Buddy's number three. Twenty-three goals. Brown, nineteen to Bruce, eighteen to Franklin, mm-hmm. and then Jeremy Cameron was seventeen. Gee, he's flying under. Jack Darling. Oh my goodness. Jeez. Ghosts of years past. <laughs> Um, anyway, one last question uh, we heard from uh, Brad too. He wonders, now this is the big one. This is going to be inter- interesting. I want to hear your take on this. Brad wonders, can we go all the way this year with this with this team? And what are we missing if you don't think so? What we're missing is a get-out target up the line for our young midfielders that we can crumb off and mm. run into forward 50 with absolutely... Um, Ill regard, time and space. That's what we need. That is super specific. It is. That's all I want is someone between the wing and half forward just to tap the ball over the back or Mm. take the mark. Mm. That is where our game falls down so often. And it's where everything's left up to Ruffhead in the absence of another high-marking tall player to compete. I don't want to distract from the the crux of this question but since you bring up Roughhead what's your take on him because there's a bit of uh, unease overworked underpaid yep that sums it up you reckon I think so there's a lot to ask of him every week I think um, people are are roundly negative of him on Twitter I've found I think it's a bit more complicated than that not only for the reason you suggest but I actually don't think he's terrible by any stretch I think he has a very um up and down games and has all year and has patches of oh yeah that's the ruffy ruffy we know and love and he's got to he's got to think about not just his own game now yeah he's got to think about how the team's going and if there's any changes that need to be made mm. on field which I guess some people would take that and and accuse him of not being able to handle the captaincy but oh, it's a learning curve for everybody you don't just step yeah. into the role and you you're made captain yeah he's not he doesn't exist in a vacuum like he. Has to mesh with the players around him, and yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a bit more complicated than that. But I don't know, I you know, I would say he hasn't been in the greatest form ever, but he also he's been up and down. That's that's the thing. He does good things. He's found doing bad things as well. But a greasy night in Tassie. Yeah, I don't think that's the best arena to judge him on either. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I mean, look at the other key forwards that were out there. One missed from the goal square. <laughs> Just on memory, that chase from Frawley kind of edges him back towards my good books. When was he in your bad books? Uh, Frawley's been in my bad Look, books most of the year. Come on, he hasn't had any game time for ages. Yeah, He's been I know. out of the game for so long. He takes a little while, He's Frawley. just slow as treacle. 
But on that occasion, I guess that taught me that it was a foot injury. Don't forget. I know, that. I yeah. know that. Yeah, it's turf toe. Yeah, I remember it well. Turf toe. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll look it up later. Um, <laughs> he's slow as treacle, but I guess that taught me that moment when he was chasing memory. It must be just his acceleration, because when he gets going, head full of steam, he is bloody quick once he gets up to speed. He's getting better and better with every contest he wins. <laughs> Did he win a contest? <laughs> <laughs> he's alright. And so is Jiray. He comes in for a lot of stick, but he's playing quite well. I think it's probably um, the one round where Jiray didn't rate a mention from our listenership. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. I will hand it to you. You did the live tweeting, not me. <laughs> so you would have been all over it. And you did well. You did well. Well, I stopped short of predicting our eventual victory. But yeah, I, no, you left that for our private conversation. Yeah. But I felt good the whole night. I thought we had them in, in tow. Yeah, it turns out um, St Kilda, not very good. So you were right to feel confident. Uh, why don't we move on to some club news? Now, this, tears is this is revolutionary. Hawthorne will be paying its VFLW players in what is believed to be the first... Uh, instance of that for the statewide competition. Um, why? Because it's the right thing to do. Why shouldn't they be paid? Really? We're not allowed to do these kind of things because Carol will get upset. <laughs> oh, She'll be like, you can't do that with Pokey's money. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's interesting. So It, it kind of muddies the water a bit. No, it doesn't. It does a bit because no, it... we're getting Pokey's money, but we're, but we're using it for what is fundamentally it's entirely a good legal. ethical thing. It's entirely legal. It is legal. entirely legal, yep. but what it is is not entirely moral. <laughs> it's it's moral enough. <laughs> well, I will agree with you there because we're looking at through looking at it through the prism of the AFL in and in a climate where we're talking hush money, drugs in football. See, um, Caro's just going to go with oh. They've just totally destroyed the VFLW. It's no longer a level playing field. <laughs> oh, jeez. What is sad about that is I think you might be right. <laughs> I think you've <laughs> called it. Uh, anyway, speaking at the season launch on Tuesday night, Hawthorne president and a friend of Caroline Wilson, uh, Jeff oh. Kennett, said, Hawthorne seeks to be different. He Well, dares to be different. Stay on message, <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Toe the company line. Hawthorne seeks to be different, and we want to be different with our VFLW team as well. When you have a competition which has a value on it, all those who participate should be recognised. And as the years unfold, I hope you, referring to the players, don't just get enjoyment from playing, but that you get financially rewarded as well. I hope that other clubs will follow so that your competitors and their efforts will also be recognised. We're just looking on the Hawthorne website. Look, you've got Cyril over here. Yep. And who do we have over here? Who that is, is that? That is our new VFLW captain, Emma Mackey. There we go. Appointed. So what does this mean for us, uh, for women? Well... Tell us what this means for women, sir. <laughs> really? You're going to back me into that corner? <laughs> I'm not going to speak for women. That's Aren't you? That's ridiculous. No. You know a few. <laughs> yeah. Oh, some of my best friends are women. <laughs> That's all that sounds like. Um <laughs> No, but but I guess for... Um, I'm handing you these things. You're gobbling them all up. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Pressing my buttons with uh, expert precision, well, as you often do on this we podcast. Perhaps we won't go for you with uh, what it means. Okay? Well, we'll turn to someone else for we'll their expert opinion. We'll turn to someone else for their expert opinion. Okay. And we'll turn to Associate Professor Kate Sear. Okay. We must never lose sight of why we do this. The impact of these women goes far beyond wins and losses. It is for every young girl with a dream... Is for every young woman neglected, marginalised, or told she didn't matter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. And that <laughs> is from that quote yeah. that she has put on her Twitter. Yeah. That is from the speech made by Patrick Hill, the captain. Sorry, coach. Yeah, okay. Yeah, coach of the VFLW side. Which was reportedly a fantastic speech. Yeah. As well. Um, no, those sentiments are spot on. Verbalised far better than I would have been able to on the spot in this moment. Which is why you I challenged you. me just now. That's why you put it to me because you knew I couldn't do it. But uh, no, or I didn't I, want to. <laughs> no, I wholeheartedly endorse those sentiments. <laughs> I, I guess in a more um, cynical approach to things, in, in, in a business sense, clearly we're trying to push our agenda 
for getting an AFLW team and fast-tracking that if we possibly can. No, clearly that was bullshit to leave us out. <laughs> and now who's a, pushing whose buttons? This is the only thing that you'll see Hawthorne together on this week. Okay. Is this game on the Sunday. Because it means a lot yeah. to, for the AFL to leave you out when you're two of the leading lights of the competition. True. It is uh, remarkably stupid. I mean, okay, <laughs> Essendon, not so much leading light. <laughs> Kind of awful at the moment. Yep. <laughs> but they're an important club. They always have Yeah, them. yeah. Well, they're one of the big clubs, must be said, unfortunately. I mean, it takes all kinds to make a league, and that's quite unfortunate. Are we going to talk about Bomber now? <laughs> we'll get to them in a sec. I'm not done yet. Uh, so we've got leading AFLW players such as Rebecca Beeson, Sarah Perkins, Pepper Randall, Phoebe McWilliams playing for the club. Uh, we've got Western Bulldogs AFLW player and former elite cyclist. The aforementioned Emma Mackey is going to lead the side for 2018. So they open their season, as we said, against Essendon at Windy Hill on Sunday, 1pm. So get down there. Have you ever been to Windy Hill? I have, yeah. As, as a youngster who was... Um, my mother was trying to tempt me into uh, barracking for Essendon. We've covered this on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah, so no, I have been to Windy Hill uh, under, under that... Mis- In the womb. <laughs> that misguided effort to try and uh, turn me to the dark side and, and support uh, what, what my um, grandmother yeah. and grandfather supported. They supported Essendon. And mm-hmm. uh, no, I, I've stuck stuck with the Hawks and fair to say it was a good decision. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's done well. You've never been? No. You seem to be quite the uh, enthusiast in terms of getting to new venues. You, you have a natural... Uh, interest and I would love to go to it. that one in Perth. Oh, the Optus Stadium. Yeah, do you notice how the the crowd is up above the the turf? Oh yeah, they're like yeah. a meter above the turf. Yeah. Similarly, at the Gabba, I think where that bloke nearly fell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't been anywhere where it's like that before. Okay, well you're going to get your chance with the Gabba. Yeah. So look forward to that. Are you oh. going to be on the fence at the Gabba or? I am. Yeah. Oh, oh, one back, one back from One the back, okay. Yeah. In the drinking area. Hodgie will hear you. Be better bloody hear me. I'll be the only... <laughs> one of the only Hawk supporters there. I'll be the only Hawk disparaging him as he runs Well, the... knowing the attendance figures there, they'll be lucky to have you. I'll see if he can... I'll see if he'll sign something while he's running, <laughs> up, running up and down the interchange. Oh, dear. Do you remember it's... when they used to do that? I haven't seen any of them do that for years now. Oh, it's a different game, Tiz. It's a different See, era. And that is why they need to change the interchange cap. Oh. Look at that segue. At Smithy's suggestion that it's, we just... Yeah. Isaac Smith, you know, after such a good game, he's put one foot wrong and <laughs> saying we should just eradicate the interchange I completely. think that's great. No. Yes. That's ridiculous. Absolutely. No. Every I, day of the week. You, If we played based on skill, we win every premiership. Just go with it, <laughs> Chief. Just go I, with it. I, People out running us all the time, stuff them. Yeah, that's true. It would completely change the game. Imagine Richmond trying to cope with that. Pressure, 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 pressure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They would stop at about half pa- half past three every game. Yeah, but you, you drive, you're driving the talent of the entire competition into the what dirt. What talent? <laughs> it's all diluted. We added two oh, more teams geez. and we didn't get any... Any better at it, at the game. Did you notice that? Don't you think it's played to a pretty high standard now? Not like it was. I would say that it was at a lesser standard years ago. Is that controversial? When? Well, eras past, decades past. I think it's much easier to defend now. I would say it was tougher. It used to be more tough than uh, than it is now. This team defence. <laughs> it's so crap to watch. That's how we won a three-peat. I know that. <laughs> but well, if you well, it wasn't that bad to watch. We were still brilliantly attacking. True. It's just unfortunate that Richmond won. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> what it all Because Ross Lyon did it and he lost. Yeah. And then he did it again and he lost on the second week. Yeah. Right? And then he did it again and Hawthorne beat him. Mm. Ruse won one by point, and everyone's like, oh, it's such a good model. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, and then Richmond win it again. And, oh, I thought we were done with that. We just had Hawthorne do a three-peat without actually doing that model. What yeah. happened? No, no, we've, we've circled back around to it, apparently. Adelaide should have won by 10 goals. <laughs> I, re- I reckon I would be enjoying this year more if they did. Adelaide did beat them earlier on. Don't forget that yeah. over there. Yeah, they're not undefeated. You'd have that no. belief if you read the paper. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you, and that's a sore point for me. Is that I have that in the back of my mind. They, they did not. They didn't just get beaten. They got smacked, Richmond, against a team that really dusty they, kick four. 
yeah. or five. They're not invulnerable. They're, they're, I reckon, I don't, and I don't know. I do, am I wrong for imagining this that clubs take the tapes and and watch them back of these games and try and figure out the strategy and try and replicate it. Is yeah, it, they, has, has anyone watched Adelaide Richmond? Because that is the key to beating them at the moment, surely. <laughs> just do what they did. Well, Collingwood came close. They just fell in a heap at the end, and Richmond were yeah, amazingly brutal. Well, R- Richmond's doing that thing that is characteristic of Hawthorne at its best, and indeed, though it pains me to say, Geelong at its best, and that is they will just flip the switch. Right. When, whenever, Almost whenever they want to. And they'll... they'll Almost appear as if, oh, yeah, had enough of this now. Actually, but I remember so watching we're just going to do that. And That's were, what I'm saying. And you're like, come on, come on, flick the switch, come on. And then yep. one day it didn't flick, and you're like, oh, yeah, it doesn't always happen. That was but... grand final day 2012. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, but we also had three. Clarko years after was that. in the boxes, and he was flicking the light switches off and on. He's looking for the switch. Oh, don't bring the tone. Oh, down. come on, come on. We've had our. We did pretty well. For that, for that one misstep, I think it was kind of worth but it. What end. I'm saying is, yes, they're using up too much energy too early. Maybe and this does feel like a 2012. Oh, okay, ah, tis from downtown. You've made a big statement. I don't disagree. It's not mind. a big statement to say they won't go back to back. Not many teams <laughs> do. No, but you're saying the manner in which it will fall apart. Yeah, the specifics of it. No, I find it interesting. Hey, um, rounding out some club news, I've got two more items here. Oh, we got um, more. Yeah, we got some more. Jeffrey sent Sorry. you a letter, did he? He did send me a letter. <laughs> he sent many people a letter. I thought it was just me. Um, <laughs> then I saw that you'd received it. I'm like, oh well, that's a bit deflating. I thought it was to me personally, but he's uh, <laughs> he's reported to members, and this was interesting. Uh, I'm just going to quote him from the letter. He says, uh, "This is off the back of us playing the Saints in Tassie." He says, for every $3.4 million the Tasmanian community invests in Hawthorne, they get in return $28.5 million. Find me a better return on investment of any sponsorship in the AFL or anywhere, and I will go he. Absolutely, totally correct. And uh, if the Taswegians have a problem with it, we'll stop paying the GST that funds their welfare. <laughs> Did you find, also reading through this letter, that that portion in particular was a fact sheet sort of subtly addressed to Caro? I'm still, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, that was 100% it's what it was. Total retort. Yeah. He listed all the facts there. He laid it bare for everyone to see. And the facts are undeniable. It's just that Caro is. She has a real bee in her bonnet about Hawthorne. It's a, it's a mania. It's a paranoia. It's a, I didn't see it at one point, but this year I'm definitely starting to see it. I don't think it's necessarily about. It's just necessarily about Hawthorne in this moment. It's generally yeah. about something else. I've, I, I said this last oh, a little while ago. Mm. She gets onto something and she doesn't let go. Do you think the thing about Hawthorne at this time as well, um, being that we are 4-2 after, in contrast, a terrible start last year. Right. It looked like the wheels have fallen off. That's it for Hawthorne. We're not going to see them for a while. Now, fast forward a year, we're 4-2, mm. starting to look like... a Bit well, of a danger again, and people. Something's got to be done about this. Yeah, that's people are not taking it too well that we are, you know, looking like a threat again. Did you see that Blake? Is it yeah? Blakey has chosen Sydney. That's right. Yeah, another bloody rort for Sydney. Yeah, but he turned his back on North, so I loved it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even a word of a lie there. I loved reading that. Really, I just went. Ha-ha, he could north. have gone to Brisbane. That was that was what I was rooting for. That's right. North will be fine. They have their war chest. They'll make it through. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to be fine. I'm sure they'll uh, be a good club someday. <laughs> hey, speaking of good clubs, let's celebrate 2008 because it's that anniversary. It's 10 years since our 2008 premiership, and uh, there's a I hell remember of- my sunburn well. It's a great day. <laughs> There's a hell of a celebration, uh, celebratory weekend, in fact, coming up. The whole in, weekend. Uh, oh, the whole weekend. Okay, so this is the lineup because I've got myself a ticket to this thing that I'm about to read out. It's, uh, it's taking place at Village Cinemas, the Jam Factory, Friday, 15th of June, 6 p.m. Tickets are on sale now. It's a 10-year anniversary celebration of the 2008 flag. Uh, I'm just going to read it here. We invite you to an exclusive anniversary celebration. You'll be treated to canapes, premium beverages, and a photo with the 2008 Premiership Cup and a Premiership player. Which uh, which Premiership player would you speculate that would be? Are we talking just the one? Is everyone going to be on hand for photos, or is it at random? What? How how does this work? 
it's probably Xavier Rick Ladson. Ellis. No, okay, Rick Ladson. I want Xavier Ellis to take a trip Clinton back from Young. WA. <laughs> Clinton Young. Do I have a word with him about 2012 while I'm there? <laughs> oh. Now I've done it. Oh, there oh, we go. No. Uh, post-function, you'll relive the memories with a replay of the match on the big screen. You know who I'd like it to be? Mm-hmm. Campbell Brown. I'd like it to be Campbell Brown. Yeah. We haven't seen Trent Crowe in a while. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. You'll be meeting them all, won't you? Well, that's the thing. So that's on the Friday, uh, Friday 15th of June, 6pm, Village Cinema's Jam Factory. Like I said, tickets You're on sale You're going to be all Hawthorned out, mate. The you won't want to come up and do the podcast the following week. Literally the next day, uh, our team takes on uh, Adelaide at the G. Yep. Uh, I believe it's Saturday night. That's uh, Saturday 16th of June. And then the day after that is the um, uh, 1978, 1988, 2008 uh, Premiership Reunion. Uh, celebration at the, at the Hyatt, so I'm going to that too. So I'm going to have to. You're on good up a terms with the missus, are you? Is that, that, <laughs> is that how you get to all these things? It's, it's uh, three. I hate to think of the concessions if you had them. <laughs> three straight days of Hawthorne, and I will say this right now: would really love to beat Adelaide on that Saturday. Otherwise, it's going to be like a poorly made cake. It's going to dip in the middle for me. Now we're going to forecast what happens with Sydney. <laughs> what in in a fortnight's time? Yeah. Well, we mentioned your girlfriend. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Let's see what you did there with that segue. Um, I'm just trying to draw out this awkwardness in your household for another week beyond what it should. It's not awkward in the household, mate. Hawthorne's going to win, so it won't be awkward. Uh, no, I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is they're probably going to bring back Franklin and Hanbury for us. So past few games have come within, what, like a point, and we always somehow get over the line, but... Unless it's a G and we lose. We've got a great record up at Sydney. That's true. Yep. And there was that time in Sydney where it wasn't a close one. We just blew them away. It was yeah, very, that was so Very good. enjoyable indeed. I, I very much enjoyed being in person for that one. <laughs> yeah. um, that was great. You were yeah, in the members section. Yep. That was good fun. <laughs> that it's... was podcasted. Remember how much editing you had to do to get the, <laughs> the door slams out of that pod? It was oh, amazing. Come on. <laughs> Such a shit stirrer. Uh, Dermot Brereton. Oh, the lullaby segment. Let's go. <laughs> 101 favourite football stories. Now, I picked a couple of my faves. All right. I know I promised some dipper. So, without any further ado, here's some bit of dipper for your podcast. We're throwing it back. We used to feature plenty of dipper on this podcast. Please now ask we're... Please ask your children to cover their ears. <laughs> it's not that bad. Anyway, let's get going. So this is in uh, Dermot Burton's 101 favourite football stories. Some of them um, debatable whether they're stories or not. I wouldn't say they necessarily have a three-act structure. Anyway, see what you make of this one. This one's very short. Dipper once presented Sylvester Stallone, star of the Rocky and Rambo movies, with a Victorian jumper before an interstate game. As squealing girls mobbed the pair outside the Hyatt on Collins, Stallone quipped, this always happens when you're around. So there's one story. All right, we move yeah, on. No, that, that is good. Like, <laughs> that is good stuff. That is some of Stallone's best writing. <laughs> I will put that out there. All right, so th- there's <laughs> there's your fill of dipper. You've had your fix there. So let's move on. <laughs> well, I know. I sizzled it up last podcast. I know people are hanging out for it. So there's, there's some dipper there. How about this one? This uh, There's a chapter entitled Sex on Saturdays and Other Pre-Match Routines. It's titillating, isn't it? Yeah. And he spelt routines correctly. (laughs) It begins, is it wise to have sex before a game? I don't know. (laughs) I've never done it, says Brereton, probably because I've never woken up next to anybody on the Saturday morning of a game. My heart went out to him there in reading that. Sort of felt bad for him. Like, poor Derm. Uh, Every footballer has different pregame habits. Some say they insist on sex. Interesting. (laughs) Could be a problem. Some don't care either way. Some have sliced fruit on their cereal. Feel like we're straying from the point. <laughs> <laughs> See, that I've always thought that's what vegans did instead of sex. <laughs> Others prefer microwave chicken or the previous night's leftover pasta. This is saucy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Johnny Platton. No, see, I saw that. That's the start of the next sentence. I'm like, <laughs> no, I do not want to know. You don't want to know. know where it goes. <laughs> you don't want to know. But we're going to get put his to... head anywhere, that fella. Johnny Platton <laughs> always liked to have a cheese sandwich before the warm-up. Now he's graduated to banana and honey sandwiches. 
Why? Why? Why do I need to know any of this? This is wonderful. This chapter is called "Sex on Saturdays," and we're talking about this had an editor too. <laughs> it did. It did. Uh, there are no rules and regulations to match day routines. <laughs> Back in the day, it was a different time, Tiz. Uh, though now I no longer eat Mars bars washed down by a couple of cans of Coke. Wonderful. I think that's just generally good advice for anyone who wants to live a long and healthy life. <laughs> just don't do that. But to have so little structure on how they were eating back then. Oh, it was so loose. That's the word I return to. It was very loose compared to now. Now they're basically got what they need to eat for the it's week a, it's a regime and it's structured over the three months I mean you only need to look as far as Luke Hodge with the light and easy thing well you got to well imagine you just look at how structured it is for them but imagine how structured it's been for Essendon in the past ten days yeah, yeah. right they've got the Anzac match then they played on the Sunday then they've got us on the Saturday that's three games in ten days those guys yeah. will have had almost no time to themselves it would have been warm up warm down mm-hmm Warm up, <laughs> yeah. Warm down, and then yeah. they got to do nothing basically because they got to recover. That's fine, Tiz. It's when you're playing for Essendon, doing nothing's fine. It's only when you do something at yeah. Essendon that you get in trouble. You don't want to be found doing something. What about? <clears throat> Are we onto it now? We're, We're onto it now. Okay. We're into it. Good. That clip. <laughs> I'm oh, gonna no. sell frozen water. What was that? That is the most damning. It evidence really, that's ever going to be presented. It really is because it's not. It's barely a joke, and it, it came com- out of it, nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. There's no context, and, and I love it how people seem to let it go for like those few seconds until I don't know who speaks up, and it's like I'm sorry, what? Yeah, what was that you just said? And then Bomber has to like admit, oh, yeah, just making a joke about ice, and it's like, okay, I guess that's weird. All right, we move on. But you're right, that just everything about it makes it very strange and, and damning. Huge to, to social happened. problem, generally not something you joke about. Yeah, yeah, just very peculiar. And this was filmed when? This was some years ago now. Yeah, it was, yeah. He's wearing a Geelong top, wasn't he? But, uh, well, I mean, he's not guilty yet, is mm. he? you got to presume his innocence. Yeah, okay. So You've got to say it probably doesn't look very good. But when you read... Some of the articles that are coming out, mm. like how sad it is for him and sort of imploring you to feel for the man, mm. well, it's I'm not going with that. Oh, there's a lot of mythologizing going that, on at the moment. That's garbage. Yeah. This is a bloke that had it all. He had a lot of choices before he got to this point. True. And uh, Look, I will say this. I'm not about to celebrate him as a hero. I do feel it's a bit... It's a bad um, story. It's yeah, a sad story, yeah, but it's it is. not. It's not. You shouldn't be emoting for the guy. Yeah, you should be waiting for the legal ramifications to take place. Oh yeah, like as ever, we're we're at the dare I say the tip of the iceberg <laughs> on this particular story, and we don't know the the details. I'm sure there's plenty of twists and turns this could take yet, which either implicate him further or. You make the story a bit meatier and we, you know, it's just, it's far too well, early. People to were commenting on, on how off the wall he was with a few of his comments and how he was acting. And, you know, there were signs, mm. if you look back. Yeah, right. Having Cokes in the commentary box. Uh, not the commentary <laughs> box, the coach's box. Remember that? Remember that went all over the... What are you talking about? Don't you remember when he was eating in the... While the game was on. Are you trying to say he had the munchies? What is this? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, Remember they... they but, you know, and people were like, "Oh no, that's fine. He's just relaxed." You know? That is fine. What are you trying to say? I don't know. He's just I'll a little you... bit weird. Okay, well, I- I'll tell you this right now. I noticed on the weekend watching our game that Clarko was eating on the bench. Uh-oh. Did you see that? Oh really? Uh oh, danger signs now. See, this is what happens. <laughs> this is how it starts. Allegations, oh. you know, and then you look back and you're like, "Oh, all the signs were there." Don't be an alligator, Tiz. Wow. Don't be. I'm telling you the now. The reason they don't call them that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't stand for it. There'd be no alligators on this podcast. Lots of people are casting dispersions on his time at Geelong now. Yeah, it's great. You put an asterisk beside the premierships they did win. Yeah. So really? <laughs> no. Yeah. Not really. I don't. I don't really care. Um, like I said, we're we're at the very start of this story, so we'll wait to see how it plays. Well, no out. one's going to look that far back, Chief. What to Geelong? Yeah. You never know. No one's going to look that far. Who knows? Who knows how, how 
far back or like I said, the twists and turns this could take. Who knows? Okay. But um, you know, it won't stop us having a little bit of fun at Essendon's expense for the rest of the podcast. I've got one more story for you though, before we completely move on from the Dermy book. Okay. You seem reluctant. No, no, keep going. You were you're happily on the train to uh to the rant. I just feel like Ken Peace didn't have a lot to work with. <laughs> okay. Well, look, I've got one more. I mean, it, it's it speaks volumes. I've only picked out three stories because I had to go for length and interest as well and intrigue. This one I found very intriguing. It's a, an anecdote about Tony Shaw. Now, Dermy says, Tony Shaw inflicted a little revenge on teammate Shane Kerrison one night after he'd fallen victim to Kerrison's famed exploding pen trick. I love how he writes like we're supposed to know what that is. Okay, so that's not explained. No, that's not. It's, he goes into no further detail. He just moves on uh, swiftly from yep. that. Okay. <laughs> Kerrison's house had just been robbed and he'd installed an elaborate security system complete with an alarm and all the trimmings. Shaw waited for his opportunity and leaving training 10 minutes earlier than Kerrison, went to his home, took out the fuses from his power box... Already, this seems a bit fraught with danger. Hid them under a pot plant and went home. His work had activated the alarm, and within minutes, Kerrison arrived to the sound of his alarm and the sight of concerned neighbours in the street. Unable to turn on the lights, he armed himself with a baseball bat and carefully stalked each room, thinking that the intruders had returned. Of course, they hadn't. Shaw's grin at training the next night gave the game away. Got him, I guess? This is uh, <laughs> This just underlines my... Thought that um, this is a toilet book, mate. <laughs> it is in more ways than one. It is shit. Mm. Yep, <laughs> and it's hard cover. <laughs> a hard cover toilet book. It's a rare quality. What kind of ply are the pages? No, oh, that was low hanging fruit, mate. Low hanging mm, fruit. Delicious. There like, are bath lo- books as well. <laughs> there are bath books. Yeah, okay. those that you don't mind dropping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that was that's a prank you can play. Is it? Does that qualify as a prank? That seems really just mean. Really, that's yeah, not even that funny. It's not clever. No, because not as clever as the pen trick. Whatever that was. Yeah. But Shane Kerrison would have been terrified out of his mind, walk, like walking into that house. Yeah. That's it's just really quite cruel to do that to someone. And meanwhile, Shaw's just grinning away at training the next day. He didn't even hang around to watch it happen. Yeah, he's not doing a stakeout, is he? He's not seeing his car across the road while all the neighbours gather in front of the car. He's like, oh, I've lost my view there's of no this. There's no gotcha moment. No, there's no gotcha moment. There's nothing. He's just done this horrible thing to one of his teammates. It's like Kevin Rudd's political career. <laughs> I'm still <laughs> waiting for the gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say is it's typical of someone with Collingwood to be affiliated with some sort of criminal activity and breaking and... and yeah. Sabotaging okay. something and yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> I'm doubling down on what about wait, wait, um, yep. yada yada yeah, yada have no teeth yada 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 cash converters yada yada uh, Guernsey looks like they're in jail already. Yep, okay, yep. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yep. okay. We've yep. we've hit all the main checkpoints there and Buckley. There we go. Okay, there done. we go. Right, there, yeah, all the jokes are done. Still got some up my sleeve for uh, for Essendon though. <laughs> Nothing gets past for me. You cheated while we three peated. I think that was one of mine. Was it? I think I said that on the podcast in my rant last year. Yes, you did. Yeah. So I think that's something I came up with. Has that has that uh, seeped into the subconscious? Maybe. And been... I'd love for that to be co-opted. come back to you. I'd love for that to be co-opted and someone make like a sign or something or like wave don't a do flag that, around. Don't do that. We'll get on Red Bubble. Don't worry. <laughs> Monetize this stuff, mate. Monetize it. <laughs> Oh, oh, how is that uh, archive of um, uncut Hawk Talk pod going that we're going to charge people to listen to? <laughs> when you put it together, we'll sell it. <laughs> uh, I've got all the raw files. You just need to sift through it, mate. Uh, if you've got a few uh, days. Certainly raw. <laughs> uh, do we want to move into the rants on this note? Oh, yes. Yeah, please. we're sledging Essendon plenty. Bomber fans, I know it's been another tough week supporting the club. The media says the team's lost its mojo, and I thought to myself, what is this so-called mojo they speak of? Some new experimental street drug? Who is it? Who had it last? (laughs) Why aren't there any records of these things? And I know it's a low blow, Bombers fans, but you can't help but jump to conclusions with this club, a club that famously pledged whatever it takes. 
And meanwhile, where did it get you? 11th! In 2012, you finished 11th on the ladder. When you can't even cheat well, it's pretty dire. <laughs> and while I'd prefer to keep things fresh, there's an old catch cry that I'd like to dig up. You heard it just before. It's a timely reminder of the key difference between our clubs. While you cheated, we three-peated. And no, I don't think we're about to see the Bombers fly up anytime soon. I mean, we've seen you shoot up. We've seen you top up. We've wow. seen you cough up four of the past five <laughs> games. It seems to me that maybe you're at your most desperate right now, which means it's time for a strong, proud club put you out of your misery. This Saturday, Hawthorne's going to step onto the MCG, line up your underwhelming season and deliver the killing blow. Mate, they're already done. does seem that way, but... Se- aren't they who- 70% to miss finals or something like oh, that? Oh, look. It's something incredible. You know they turn it on against Hawthorne. I'm they expecting do. a they fierce game. They turn up every time we play them. And like I said, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned that this is finally the week where Danaher fires. He puts in a big game after weeks of anonymity and just rubbish football. Um, look, I, I think it is a bit of a danger game. We'll see. That said, this is one that we should win. We will win. You're pretty confident? You're going to put Three that games out there? in 10 days and we don't run over the top of them? Come I, on. I know, I know. But that that just makes me all the more concerned about losing, what that looks like. I'm a little bit concerned. We will be fine. I hope you're right. I, I know I, their defenders look a lot like North Melbourne's back line. I know their forward line has a very strong resemblance to the forward line at North mm. in that they have a three-pronged attack. Yep. But their centre line is got a Goddard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got a snort. Yep. Yes. <laughs> you sure did. Can't edit around it. Guess I'll just have to go through with it. <laughs> yeah, their midfield's awful. Yep. And that's why they rested Bell Chambers, because he wasn't going to be able to get up for Sunday. So Yeah, it's probably a good thing he they comes did, because now they're without Lewenberger. So. Well, well he, he knew he wasn't playing. <laughs> and I just put that out there. Well, I just mean... He didn't think, oh, well, well, I've done really well today. Maybe I won't snot go on and get a week off. Does. You know, Look, it's just nice to have a backup where you can have a backup, okay? Yeah, he didn't get dropped or omitted. <laughs> He got suspended. Pretty confident. You know, I'm, I'm going to channel we've already, that. We've already put Big Boy on ice. <laughs> There's no need for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I talking about? Of course, I love it. I um, didn't mean it that way. No, you're taking it entirely wrong. That's not what I meant at all. Oh, hang on. I'm just channeling someone. <laughs> That's no. not what I, I... It's just a joke. No, Now, look, I'm going to channel your confidence for this game because I know we should win. I know on paper we're every reason to win. We should be favourites. Um you with your stats, you know, your laptop open, I know you've got something there that'll tell us why we should win this game. Even though we know that the ladder was set in stone by round four. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're at round six, we're more certain to play finals. Okay. In fact, we're 72% to play finals as it stands. Yes, this is uh, some sort of table you've brought up So on don't book anything for September. Well, I never do. Oh, wait, no, Bloody I Canada. did. I don't, I'm sorry, that's, Bloody a, Canada. that's a complete lie. I totally was not in the country. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, looking at Essendon there, they're less than 8% chance to play finals. So okay. all stats being, you know, honoured, we win well. <laughs> well, I think given the fact that they've had, what, three games in 10, 11 days, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just 10. Just 10? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we've, uh, coming off St Kilda where we were nowhere near at our best and I think we'll we'll start to come into our best again. You think you think about our trajectory. North, we were completely garbage. St Kilda, we're trying to recapture something and I think now is the week where we're likely to fire. But beware the desperate bomber. That's all yep. I'll tell you. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. And that is the source of my concern. But ultimately, I'm going to channel your confidence. I'm going to say that we're going to win this week. And it's always a good time beating Essendon. So I look forward to it. 2.10 at the MCG Saturday. And that'll just about do us for this podcast, Tiz. What do you reckon? I reckon uh, the G will be fairly silent on Saturday. Well, that is the aim because it's their home game. So we want it to be perfectly silent. Just, maybe if you... Maybe. Mm-hmm. I love it when this happens. Okay. But if we could have a moment where some some obvious free kick happens to an Essendon defender, yeah. but then Bruce kicks the goal, yes, so they boo and so do we, <laughs> it'll be great. 
Well, here's hoping the stars align. Um, now, before we uh, before we wrap this one up, rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. Uh, and find us on Facebook. Uh, that's facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. And that'll do us for this week. And when are we going to be back next week? It's always a fluid prospect, isn't it, when we're going to sit down and record. But you can expect us next week. Hopefully oh, we have to be a, a bit early because we've got the Friday night game, don't we? Uh, we do indeed, yeah. So, I well, fingers crossed we can... Uh, Sit down very shortly after a win. What do you want to record straight after? What at the G? We've got to do that someday. Make they, it as raw as possible. They won't let what us. What do you mean they won't let us? They'll be like, excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing there with your high tech fancy equipment? Are, are you taking? I hope you're not monitoring the game and taking stats that aren't being paid for under Champion Data. <laughs> They're not that paranoid, surely. Are you uh, actually, what am I talking about? Of course they are. <laughs> They still release the AFL player ratings in a JPEG, chief. <laughs> in so a JPEG. Can't, can't highlight and copy and paste it. <laughs> Jeez, that's stingy. Uh. <laughs> well, look, we'll have to do it someday, even if it's not on the grounds of the MCG. We'll have to do one straight after the game. But no, uh, since we do have the Friday night game against the Swans next week, um, yeah, you might be able to expect uh, the podcast a little bit earlier than usual. And again, hopefully after a win. But so- what a great couple of weeks. Essendon then Sydney, then Brisbane. Yay! Yay! Or Hodgey, as I like to call them. Hodge Light. <laughs> Hodge Light. And easy, hopefully, <laughs> with any luck. Oh, uh, look at that. Great alley All right, then. Let's <laughs> stop patting ourselves on the back for one second at least and wrap this up. Tiz, Essendon, MCG, 210 Saturday. Going to see you there? No, probably not. I'll be over the other side of the ground. Take your binoculars, it'll be great. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>